This is a hat trick podcast. Oh, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you remember your sex education? Was it helpful to you? Was it filled with scientific information rather than real, practical advice? I'm Degree Waits, and this is The Real Sex Education. Every other week, I'll be joined by a guest. We'll impart our own sex wisdom, ask our own sex questions, and we'll go over all the things they don't teach you in school. But in order to do this, I need an expert. A sexpert, if you will. But the only sex and relationship therapist I know is my mum. Hello, mum. Hello, Diggs. In this episode, we speak to Steve, whose partner and him take part in hotwifing. The biggest difference between that and cuckolding is a lack of the humiliation aspects. Along with speaking about how he got into hot wifing, Steve gives his advice on finding partners, staying safe, and dealing with jealousy. One thing that you absolutely have to be able to do is you have to be able to communicate. If you can't talk about literally anything, there are going to be problems. Hello and welcome to The Real Sex Education. I'm Digger Waite and I'm joined as always by accredited sex and relationship therapist Kate Campbell. Hello mum. Hello Diggs. Mum, today we're going to be learning about cuckolding. Now we did something similar last series with our pegging episode. We'd both been seeing it everywhere and hearing about it and we thought we'd do an episode on it. So we did a deep dive into pegging with the wonderful Zachary Zane who took us all through it. And we felt the same about cockholding as well, haven't we, Mum? Yeah, it's, it seems to be everywhere at the moment. Yeah, I keep seeing it on the internet. I keep mm. seeing people saying, oh, uh, talking about beta cucks um, <laughs> as like an insult. Uh, maybe we'll learn what that means in a second. So what is cockholding? Well, it's when people get something out of being humiliated a bit and typically by their partner having sex with someone else. Mm. So there are lots of different variations of that. I mean, sometimes threesomes, sometimes the partner goes off with somebody else. Sometimes the person they're having sex with humiliates them. And sometimes it's just the situation that does. Mm -hmm. But they can also get an awful lot out of planning the events, planning the sex with someone else and having a bit of control that way so sometimes the partner likes having the control and sometimes it's the cuckold who likes having the control mm, yeah uh, it's, it's interesting because like yeah, there was a program that came out recently on bbc three called cheaters did you watch that no no and in it the, the a character their wife uh, ends up cheating on them they find out but instead of being really annoyed they're kind of into it and they like mm. they like the idea of it and th- but there's no humiliation as- aspect there i don't think for them it's more just i don't know they just find the situation hot mm. which is interesting so in that situation that guy is the cuck 
or whatever, and it's a it's a cuckolding situation. Mm. Have you had more of your clients talking about it or anything? Um, it's coming up more, mm. and mm. it's interesting that people feel okay to talk about it now. I mean, it's be- becoming much more sort of mainstream. Mm. I mean, not that there's any reason why anyone shouldn't talk about anything when yeah. they come to therapy. Yeah. Should should add quickly, but it's much much more on the surface. Sometimes people wait a while and now I don't think they feel the need to wait and mm. it, it takes so many different forms as well I think you, you know that that people are getting different things out of it and um, often they find it a really good way for their partner to have a good time if they're not so interested themselves so that's happening as well mm. and it comes mm. under the banner of cuckolding but actually the person doesn't feel unhappy about it they feel really pleased that their partner's getting what they want if they're not as sexually interested as their partner is and actually lots of people say it ignites their sexual interest if their partner's having sex with someone else because they're so excited that their partner's so desirable Mm, and they like hearing about it as well sometimes yeah exactly and so that's what's in it for the cuckold so sometimes i think people yeah i mean there's the sometimes the humiliation aspect is something they like or the submission but Mm. also i think yeah there's partly maybe some stuff about the taboo of it some people find the taboo like you know we're meant to be a monogamous couple, but I'm allowing you to go and mm. have sex with other people is quite interesting. Mm. What do you think's what do you think's in it for the partner of the cuckold? Well, they're getting lots of sex. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. you know, as with everything, we need to say it's it's not so great if someone's being coerced into doing something that they don't mm. want to do. Mm. But if they if that's what they want to do and they're enjoying it, then they're getting quite a lot out of it. There's probably there's probably a big buzz for them too. Mm. And it might also be in those situations you're talking about before where maybe like the humiliation or whatever, like there might be that domination aspect as well. Like they they like having that presence over their Mm. partner, which is quite interesting. Mm. Well, to talk about cuckolding in a little more detail, who better to talk to than someone who does it themselves? Steve, not his real name, along with his wife, partake in cuckolding. And Steve is here to talk to us about that now. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So, Steve, today we've been talking uh, before about cuckolding and you and your wife partake in a particular type of cuckolding, don't you? And, and can you tell us what that is? Certainly. Um, there are a couple of different flavors of, of that type of activity. We do what's referred to as hot wifing. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the biggest difference between that and anyone in, in the lifestyle that refers to cuckolding or hot wifing is a lack of the humiliation aspects. Right. For us, hot wifing is about adding another dimension to our sex life. It's about bringing in and having extra as opposed to uh, in a more, more traditional cuckolding situation where the woman is seeking something that she's not getting at home, seeking something superior, that sort of thing. So for you guys, what what is it? What is it that attracted you and your wife to this? Well, it's really, it's grown to become my very biggest kink. Mm. I like seeing this with her. I like participating. We like knowing it. And it's, there, there's a lot of mental aspects. Uh, she's doing these, these naughty things. She's being a, a slut, but she's my slut sort of a thing. And, and, mm. and so there, there's a lot of aspects that appeal to us physical there's mental there's there's a lot of of interpersonal stuff that goes on there um uh, i'm not (laughs) don't want to wander too far off in the weeds but but there is a lot that goes there yeah and so you mentioned there so do you do it as a as a three or does she go off separately or we've we've actually done this uh in two phases in our lives um 
quite a mm. few years ago, uh, we did a fair amount of this and, uh, she would mostly meet guys alone. Uh, we would mm. do occasional threesomes. We took a break to have more kids, uh, to kind of step away from that. And it ended up being a very long break. We were about 14 years in between chapters mm. of doing this. About a year and a half ago, we got back into it. Now, up until this summer, it was almost exclusively, in fact, it was exclusively just threesomes. Okay, we'd, we'd meet guys mm. together and have a threesome. Um, I have encouraged her uh, to sort of branch back out uh, into an area she used to have, and that was... Uh, she's got one friend with benefits that she sees alone. You know, it's, it's kind of a funny situation because the three of us will occasionally hang out and do things socially, but we've never done anything mm. sexually as a group. Um, mm. But she'll see him. They'll hang out, do things. They, they'll, they'll go hiking. They'll uh, go to movies. They'll just, just spend time, whatever, sometimes with other people. They, they act very much like just friends, but mm. will also there'll be you know, sexual aspects to it. And so what were the what were the first few times like and and how did you yeah how did you broach that early conversation and and those early stages where you were both thinking yeah this is something that we want to try and then how did you go about trying it for the first few times and was it was it awkward or difficult or um our story is actually pretty unique you know, I, I think I think I uh, I think Kate, being a therapist, might have a field day with this. But um, <laughs> if we look way, way, way back when we were both very young, we married very, very young. This was my high school sweetheart. Um, yeah, we've been married now twenty six years, been together twenty nine. Oh um, but the thing is, is my wife brought a fair amount of emotional baggage uh, into our marriage. Uh, she was sexually abused right around the time she hit puberty by a family member. And as you're probably aware, that can build in some, some issues with people down the road, especially if it's not dealt with. And in her extremely conservative family, they were much happier to just pretend it never happened and move forward. As a result, my wife would tend to seek validation from men. She would always look for compliments. She would flirt and she would carry on. And that was fine. That didn't really bother me. Uh, but it led to infidelity. She cheated on me several times. And every single time that she would do it, she would immediately come to me in tears. This is what I did. She would confess. And things were bad. And uh, we had two very young children at the time. And we were at a crossroads because I did not see how our marriage could continue. And I looked at it and I said, okay, what if we just take the cheating aspect out of it? Okay, what if we just open things up and we communicate and I know what's going on? And that's how we originally got into this because, frankly, she couldn't be faithful. And I hated it at the time. Okay, I'm not going, going to uh, to lie. I hated it. But I looked at it and I said, well, I've got three choices here. I can divorce her. And then we're going to have children in a broken home. And we're going to have all the problems that come with that. I can lie to myself. But I can't really lie to myself because I knew what was going on. It was going to drive me crazy. Or I can focus on something positive out of it. And so I focused on sex. In doing so, it grew into my largest kink. At first, I hated it, and then I, I became to 
really appreciate it and kind of crave it. And, and that's, that's how we got into it. Uh, that, that's where it all started. Wow. So it did start with cuckolding in a way at the beginning and then turned into something completely different and rather wonderful for you. Mm. Indeed. It, it, that, that's very fair uh, because it was complete infidelity. Now, there was never any rubbing in my face or, or that sort of mm. thing. Like I said, it was always mm. tearful confessions mm. and I'm so sorry and I don't know why and it's not going to happen again. Of course, it would happen again. And so instead of it being something done behind my back, the idea was, okay, let's just move forward and this be something that we do together. That's amazing. It, it is, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's wonderful the way you turned it around. It's mm. re- really good teamwork there. Yeah. Um, it's brilliant teamwork. So you had this 14-year break. What made it all start up again? Did, did you just think, wow, I mean, presumably you're quite busy with the children for 14 we years. Mm. And we, then- we have a very large family. Okay, so we had taken a a long break. At that point, um, the youngest child was nine when our third child was born. Okay, we had this big break. And uh, then we started having lots of babies. And that's what she focused on is is being a mom. Um, And there were some good things because somewhere in that time, she really worked on herself a lot and worked on her self-esteem and worked on her self-worth and began to realize that she didn't need external validation to find herself, you know, to be a good person or to be attractive or that kind of thing. And that was good. Unfortunately, between that and what was going on with having so many children and whatever, our sex lives completely fell apart. And coupled with it, our marriage went very far downhill. It got to the point where we were kind of strangers living in the same house. She didn't really seem to care what I thought about almost anything. And I had I asked her for a divorce. And uh, we talked through all the reasonings. And she said to me that she would change. And this time it stuck. She started encouraging me to go places and do things and, and see friends and uh, go to brewery tastings and different things alone. And our sex lives came back and then some. Uh, we went to the point from from hardly having sex to daily or more um, to bringing back various kinks and such. And her actually becoming far more open-minded about uh, those things than she had been in the past. Um, the one thing was, is she had said, you know, I, I don't think that we need to get back into the hot wife and stuff. I, I don't want to do that. And I said, well, that's okay. I'm going to respect that. Um, I see that you put all this, this time and effort in and I'll respect that. And she would periodically bring it up. And just kind of out of the blue, she'd bring it up and just mention she talked to me about it and then continue to mention that she just she didn't want to be that way again. She didn't want to have to feel like she was needing that validation. She didn't want that. And I said, okay, fine. But I never hid the fact that, again, that's my biggest kink. And um, I missed it. Anyway, about about a year and a half ago, uh, she brought it up again and we started talking about it. And she said, okay, well, what if we just we try it? And so we ran an ad online and, and found a guy for a threesome and went that. And it was it was an up and down experience, but we have gotten much better at communicating over the years. And we sat and we talked about it and we tried again and it was much, much better the next time. And we just sort of got back into doing it. 
that's amazing. That's 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 properly resurrecting your relationship, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, because there were a lot of years of our relationship in general, just kind of going up on the shelf and focusing on children and, and that kind of thing. Mm. Mm. And you mentioned running out of line. Is that how you mostly find your partners? It is. Um, yeah. So in the old days, we would <laughs> we would go to bars, go to clubs, and oftentimes with the express purpose of of picking somebody up. We've also a few times in the past brought friends into those situations, but even in the old, old days, we would still use like adult friend finder or something like that, which granted today is now that's nothing but ads and fakes, but our experiences have pretty much always been that meeting people online and chatting with them ahead of time and getting a picture and that kind of thing. Those people have been our best results. Mm, That's really interesting. And so, uh, that was going to be one of my questions. And so sometimes it's more than just a like one night stand or whatever. Like there's, a, there's genuine relationships outside of just the sexual side. There are. Um, mm. She prefers and has a comfort level with seeing the same guy again. So if it's somebody that she's seeing alone, that sort of thing, uh, that's that's how that would tend to go. Again, this guy is a little different. He's, he's very much a friend. Uh, and, mm. and the sex is just another dimension. And that doesn't interfere with your friendship. Well, uh, he and I are more what you would call acquaintances. I think we have some hobbies that are that we have in common. We do outdoorsy things, hiking, caving, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will periodically meet, often in groups. But sometimes it's just been the three of us. Early on, he was quite awkward. He'd never been in a situation like that before, um, mm-hmm. and I'm. Uh, very, very open and transparent about these kind of things. And hey, look, that's cool. You know, you and my wife are also having sex. That's fine. I know about it. You know about it. As long as we're all adults and upfront about it, it's not a problem. Uh, mm. And he's he's grown more comfortable with it. And even now and then, we'll ever we'll occasionally crack a little joke or that kind of thing. So, so what happened? They were they were having sex, and then you let him know that you knew almost immediately. That was one of the the things. Uh, so the two of them had been, like I said, they had been friends. They had uh, had met a couple of times and hung out a couple of times. And uh, I had seen some text messages and that kind of thing. And I knew that there was chemistry. And I also knew from times past that, frankly, my wife is probably more wired to be polyamorous. She is honestly happiest when she's getting attention from more than one man. I knew that. And I brought it up to her and I sort of pushed it. And I said, you know, he's, he's single, he's whatever. There's obviously interest there. You know, you should probably, you should escalate this. And, and I would kind of tease her and whatever. And eventually it moved that direction. But almost as soon as it did, I went ahead and reached out to him and sent him a, a nice long message saying, Hey, look, understand this isn't happening behind my back. I know what's going on. She tells me everything, this kind of thing. It's okay. As long as, as everything's out in the open and everybody's on the same page, I'm not worried about it. And he was, he was a little taken aback, I think, um, and, you know, and didn't, mm-hmm. didn't quite know how to respond to that said he was he was quite awkward the first time or two that we were around it was almost like he was trying to go out of his way to not make me think something was going on like he would barely make eye contact with her and that kind of thing kind of stay away from her and i i 
I actually had another follow-up conversation with both of them. I said, look, again, we're all adults. Relax. It's okay. Mm. And so, you know, we've gotten much more comfortable. Again, we will we will occasionally do things together. We took him out for his birthday a couple months ago. You know, this kind of stuff. You know, just just whatever. Um, yeah. Again, it's it's friends that there's a side of sex there. So and uh, so when she's with other people, is she doing different things than, than what she'd do with you, or is it all about the same? So we have a very few ground rules. There are couples that do this that have a ton of rules, right? That they have all this and that's, that's not really us. Um, Mm. but one of our very, very few ground rules is she doesn't do anything with other guys that she wouldn't do with me. Now, granted, I I can't really think of anything that she just wouldn't do that I would come up with. And again, I have a pretty vivid imagination, so that's not really been (laughs) a thing. But the other part of that is, is that she doesn't do things with other guys that she hasn't done with me. Like, for mm-hmm. instance, her FWB, her friend with benefits, this fall, he suggested a position that we had never tried. And I can't believe we hadn't, but we hadn't. It was, um, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, we've never done that at home. So you're going to have to take a rain check. And she came mm-hmm. home literally from meeting him and said, okay, this was a suggestion. I said, no, because we've never done this. Let's try it. And so we tried it. And it was actually extremely good. I couldn't believe we had never tried it before. So, so if she goes off with her friend with benefits or something, does she then come back and tell you all about it? So that's one of our other rules. And that is that if she's going to meet someone else, um, the deal is always that we're going to have sex when she comes home. Mm-hmm. And she will tell me details or I'll ask them uh, sometimes. But we have uh, um, basically uh, a little, it's not quite a ritual, I guess, but it's close to it. And that's a, a reclaim, a make her mind again type situation. So she'll come home and it's, we don't actually kiss a lot uh, in our normal lives. But when she comes home, there's always these passionate hungry deep kisses there's a lot of them there's a lot of kissing and a lot of of reconnecting and then typically some some pillow talk some affirmations some things like uh her telling me that she's my wife and she's my slut and things like that and uh, so it's it's sort of a i know it sounds odd uh especially just sitting here chatting about it but it's actually uh, an extremely intimate, uh, emotional connection t- kind of thing for us. Yeah, it sounds it. Yeah. And it also sounds rather romantic. I was going to say, like the, the way you described that reconnecting and stuff, that sounded that sounded amazing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's um, yeah. it, it actually is, and I think that's again, it, it, it's it's kinky and it's whatever, but it's it is kind of a, a strong romantic reconnection thing for us always been part of it even back in the old days when we would do things if she would meet a guy alone that was always our rule is that hey you know when you come home you know that's sort of my reward my you know the 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 carrot and the stick now it was i think it was a little more just about sex and making sure that i didn't feel left out back then but now it's very very much about the connection (laughs) 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One thing I, I think when people do listen to this, they'll think, especially with that reconnecting, they'll be like, damn, I want to try this. So what advice would you give to people who are interested in this and they want to give it a go? One thing that, that you absolutely have to be able to do is you have to be able to communicate. Okay. Mm. If you can't talk about literally anything, there are going to be problems. If somebody's going to be awkward about it or secretive about it or want to keep aspects to themselves, you're going to end up with problems. You have to be able to talk about anything, including the fact of things like jealousy. Okay. Because it's going to come mm. to me. If this is about one person getting off or one person getting something and the other person is secondary to that, you're in for a bad time. Uh, it's going to mm. be bad for your relationship. We've many, many times been in situations where uh, she might say, okay, look, you know, if you're not good about this, if there's something going on, I'm here. I'm not going out. I'm not going to go over there or we're not going to have sex or we're going to do, you know, whatever it might be. Another thing that's something that we've always had, I haven't really touched on it here. Mm. One of our other ground rules is our veto. Mm -hmm. Either one of us at any point has the right to veto a sex act, a meetup, a particular day, or a partner entirely. Like, you know, I don't like that guy, or she doesn't feel comfortable with him. It doesn't matter what other conversations we've had, whatever else. Okay, he's out. That's it. End of discussion. And we walk mm. away. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And in terms of, let's say, the advice on meetups and stuff, and finding potential partners and things, have you got any advice on, on that? On picking partners and that sort of thing. So like I said, we've done the bar scene and that's a complete crapshoot. You don't know who you're going to get. You don't know if that person's going to be able to perform. Uh, we've run into that a fair amount anyway, is there's, there's a lot of guys that talk a big talk and then I'm in the room, I'm wanting to take part, I might be taking pictures, I'll be whatever, and they can't get an erection. I have to, I'll end up having to take a walk, you know, and hopefully they can, they can relax enough to get going. Like I said, we've included friends before. And in every case that has been okay at best because mm. we're pretty open-minded. Uh, we've learned that a lot of people are not, and then they kind of feel a little ashamed and they feel a little worried and they're constantly worried that, that things are going to be awkward. And so they make it awkward when it really doesn't have to be. So again, we've had our best results with, with online meetups. Like there are several Reddit communities devoted to that. Um, I've, I've gotten to the point I'm actually, I'm, I do web development on the side and I'm actually working on, on a website for that to have some more features like uh, feedback as to who's reliable and who's not, because mm -hmm. we've actually had a guy one time pay for the hotel room 
and then on the drive over cancel on the way <laughs> wow so, wow yeah. oh my uh, goodness yeah yeah we have you need to to you know of course stds and things like that we mm. um we only uh play with people that have test results recent test results in hand so that eliminates about 95 percent of people who would otherwise respond in the last year and a half i think there's probably been two or three hundred different guys that have told us oh yeah i'm gonna go i'll go i'll get tested and i'll send you the results exactly one has so far so um yeah you know really yep. wow yep it's amazing and and uh you know and, and just the silliness that we run into because for instance uh, she's not when we're, we're meeting people, she's not super, super picky in terms of appearance. As long as it's somebody that we can chat with and is fun to talk to and that kind of thing, she's pretty good about it. But, hey, we do want to see what you look like, right? So we've got our picture in an ad and that kind of thing. And you'll occasionally run into guys and be like, well, I can't give you my picture. Well, come on, dude. <laughs> we're, we're clearly not yeah. going to meet you if we don't know what you look like. You know, there's there's a lot of silliness there. So I think I think the advice there is is it's a numbers game. And just be prepared that you're going to be disappointed a lot because a lot of people are, are into the fantasy, but they just they just don't, you know, have the follow through to actually show up and do it. So yeah. gosh. So you're so you're gonna have a website where you give people like a score, like Trustpilot, you know, you can leave reviews. Yeah. It sounds that actually the work, the website sounds like a really good idea because it works both ways, doesn't it? Because I imagine people don't want to send you photos in case you're going to use it for blackmail or something. I mean, they they wouldn't know. But with the website, you're 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 checked too, I guess. I mean, it it shows you're legitimate yourselves. That's that's exactly what I was thinking, and mm. we hear this yeah. from guys too. We have a friend that we've met before, and. He has some of the best horror stories of strange couples and this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, people that, that, you know, want to make odd demands and that kind of thing. Or they have lots of rules or they, you know, want to get it on right there in a car and not even go to a hotel and then disappear and stuff. It's it's just, you know. Yeah. Well, if you ever do publish this website, we'll put it in the bio. I'll change the thing of the podcast to, to mention it, you know. Okay, that'd be great. I'll, I'll follow up with you, Fa. If I go yeah. a lot farther with it. Sure, I appreciate that. Brilliant. Well, Steve, thank you so, so much. This has been absolutely brilliant. I really, really appreciate your time. This has been such a great Yeah, such a good call. Well, brilliant. And and say thank you to your wife as well, because it's a bit been the other way around this time, hasn't it, with us absolutely. having you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Many thanks. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Real Sex Education, which is hosted by Diggory Waite and Kate Campbell. The show is produced by Diggory Waite, and the executive producer is Claire Broughton. The Real Sex Education is a hat-trick podcast. This podcast is based on the real-life relationship between Diggory Waite and his mother, accredited sex therapist Kate Campbell. The show is therefore inspired by, but otherwise unrelated to, the TV show Sex Education. But yes, Diggory does wish his mother was played by Gillian Anderson. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.